Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. Joined today by my guest, Joel Hines, the publisher of Secrets of the Black Crag. Welcome. Hi there. Thanks for having me on. Uh, definitely uh, really uh, enjoy uh, being on the show and uh, stoked to talk about uh, Black Crag. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're very interested in hearing about it. What can you mm-hmm. tell us about the Secret of the Black Crag? Sure. So it's uh, being written by uh, Chance Dudenak, who is an author uh, very well known for uh, his work on uh, the Black Worm of Brandon's Ford, which uh, Questing Beast really liked, uh, Rise from Ten Foot Pole. A lot of people spoke highly of it. And uh, I was really fortunate enough to uh, talk to him and say, hey, I really like uh, your work. And I was wondering if I could work with you on like a, a sandbox, sort of a bigger version and ask him if he had any cool ideas. He had a sort of pirate sandbox uh, inspired by uh, some Atlantis, the Lost Empire, Monkey <laughs> Island, parts of the Caribbean. And uh, just really uh, was a large thing in scope that had uh, that sort of um, trademark sort of connections between NPCs, with the sort of web of hooks. Uh, United the Sandbox. And uh, it's also got like a three level uh, dungeon with about 75 rooms in the middle that sort of that the black crag of the title, (laughs) which I'm really excited about, too. I've seen the dungeon design on this is going to be fun. I've got a quick question. Who did the art with this here? Oh, yeah. So uh, the cover art is Logan Stahl, who uh, did work with me. Uh, I've written some mothership projects like Desert Moon of Karth, and he uh, did a lot of the art in that. And then the interior art, all of the interior art is a uh, chance due to that. Although the maps are from Glenn Seal, who has done uh, one so many's for cartography and stuff. And uh, chance is uh, really, he's got a particular style. Like you, you can see it's sort of got this cartoony, uh, but uh, sort of a detailed look to it as well that I appreciate. Yeah, I, I, this, uh, it's the kind of stuff that I really appreciate in game books. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got a, it's got a distinct uh, character to it and feel, and yeah. it, it's fun. It kind of invokes the the imagination. I appreciate that type of art in my game. Definitely. Books. <laughs> yeah, the NPCs really sort of pop out like the personality for each one. I I think. How big is this book? So we're looking at a hundred pages. So it's a, uh, it is a uh, you know small for a for a book, uh, but very chunky for a module. And compared to, you know, uh, his first book, uh, Black Worm of uh, Brandonsford, was uh, 18 pages. So this, uh, we have a lot of space to expand a sandbox, uh, but we sort of need uh, some of the sizes because we've got a sort of sandbox island archipelago region and also a 75-room dungeon or so that we've got to find space for. So I think it's going to be able to breathe and uh, really it's a nice, it's the biggest thing I've, I've published in the, the first sort of hardcover uh, book that I've done. Uh, the rest were zines before this for Mothership. So, I, I, yeah, you have done a couple Mothership zines. I, I mm-hmm. supported that. I and, and there's some I'm familiar with, The Desert Moon of Karth and then mm-hmm. Abilities Considered Unnatural. Uh, yeah. Could we talk about those for a minute? What can you Absolutely. tell our listeners about them? <laughs> sure. So uh, I, I that's sort of where I got my start is um, just uh, I got really into uh, like writing uh, sort of sandbox areas. And uh, for I started with this Desert Moon of Karth, which uh, drew some inspiration from Dune, Cowboy Bebop, Mandalorian, sort of a space western, a tiny moon sandbox. And uh, I just threw it on Kickstarter for Zine Quest, you know, three or whichever. And uh, I was really uh, fortunate. I had some great art from Logan and um, some really good lay- layout from uh, Simeon Cogswell. And uh, I, I I had some fun ideas in there too, I suppose. And uh, basically... Uh, <laughs> It, uh, it really took off. Uh, people responded well to it. And I, I realized like, hey, there's, you know, you can actually um, potentially make a living doing this stuff. It's, you know, not 
not easy. It's it's no one's going to sell out to do it, but it's uh, definitely something that uh, there is more and more interest for. I think even like a niche RPG things like Mothership or Old School Essentials, uh, just with the popularity these days of all RPG stuff, it's it's really cool to see. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. You know, the great stuff we're getting out. See, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of 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 trying to get on uh, independent creators and stuff like that. And the fact mm-hmm. that we're there was a point in time when it was these big publishing companies that are big and, and, and yeah. most of them weren't that big. We'll be honest. Yeah. But more, you know, five people or more, you know, which yeah. is pretty big for RPG publishing. Yeah. yeah. And we, and, and now it seems that folks are being able to crank their own stuff out and get it out there into the world. We've got new ways to be able to, to distribute these things that we didn't have before with things like yeah. drive through Kickstarter, exalted funeral and all this other stuff popping up. Mm-hmm. that it's exciting to me and, and definitely games, games like mothership like i've run mothership a few times mm-hmm. i really like it it's a cool game I'm, i definitely i'm very much waiting for one e as well i've got a, that box set uh backed that i i wanted to show up at my doorstop i think mothership's a good example too and uh, of uh the crossover between like you can appeal to like a uh, people who are like have the um the throwback like to their their past playing games the nostalgia value which is really cool to be able to play the same games but also i think uh these games uh old school games uh, or adjacent are really good at can be bringing new people who are looking for something fresh and uh, as long as it's presented in a way that's you know not framed like it was so much better back then and it's like an <laughs> unchangeable past but hey these elements are cool and uh, this this is something that you know you can have a different game at uh, than what you're you might be used to with 5e or whichever game you're playing before that. Oh no, no. And, and things like Mothership. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some a lot of the these games that are classified as old school. I mm-hmm. see it like 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 I'm an artist, and I sure. what I do is every now and then I'll go back to the basics and mm-hmm. I'll sketch like. Or like do the upside down Picassos and do the just yeah. basic shapes and shading. And every time mm-hmm. I go back to the foundations, I come out with something new and, and it helps me a little more. And it feels like we're doing that with games. We go back to what was and people mm-hmm. are coming out with totally new games by going back yeah. to what used to exist. And there's very new mm-hmm. innovative things. So old school. Yeah. But there's a lot of new innovative stuff that have been coming yeah. out of these games. And I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think sort of old school essentials also is a, doing an interesting thing too uh, where like they've you know they've had uh, a lot of success recently with and a lot of that i think comes to they've the, the presentation of these rules that are sort of a the baseline right like the the basic you know D rules they're they're very um, uh you know time tested and, and popular and but also then when you take that and you present it in a sort of a, a more appealing way for maybe the, the modern audience or not not even necessarily the modern audience but people who like easy design right then I and like a usability at the table. I think that's definitely something that can help hook people in and just uh, reducing barriers to entry. I think really um, while keeping sort of the core uh, of what makes this a special experience, right, and different from a big budget and like mainstream RPGs. And I, I think it's really cool. Well, and and the importance of layout in that whole school is oh, yeah. the way that it's, it was it's presented. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it makes a difference being able to approach a module and whatnot and being able to see everything condensed easily easily uh accessible and stuff like that yeah i think people really like that i've noticed mm-hmm. some of the companies that i've been buying their stuff for some some of them decades 
are yeah. starting to like look at that like oh wow this is the future of gaming we need mm -hmm. to start looking at what's going on here i think that yeah. i think that's just beginning to change how we're approaching gaming i might be wrong but i think that in the future we're going to see a lot more inspired by what i, old I, I think i think it's you know really exciting and the, like you know the the way that they've got a certain formatting and that's one way of doing it and there's so many uh different experiments with uh like format and such like um on in Black Craig, for example, I like Chance's sort of, he he sort of you, gets into that minimalism as well, but it has some longer form probes as well that's uh, still tight that I, I appreciated in his past work as well. And I, there's a couple other authors I've seen who um, like the particular like in-house styles of every, you know, single designer and what works, what doesn't. And I, I think that's really exciting, right? Seeing what, if people are like, well, you know, two page spreads where we have all the information, that's cool. Or like if we have mini maps, maybe that portrays information better, highlighted keywords. And I think that like um, attention to detail is something that is is really cool to see as more people uh, work on uh, these type of games, for sure. No doubt. And you have a uh, on the actual Kickstarter page, you have an example of some of the layout. And yeah. it is it is uh, to me it looks more in line with that old school essential style things are a little mm -hmm. less wall of text they're a lot more um kind of broken down in an easy chunks to be able to con consume and if you click on it it takes you to a page where there's a couple pages of that mm -hmm. layout and one of the maps as well so yeah. and who's do who's doing all the layout in this is that so the the layout on this one is a uh, Sam Sorensen who's uh, done a number of uh, kickstarters uh, like uh, Sea of Sand and uh, Time After Time uh, a lot of work in Mothership as well and uh, it's going to be doing editing as well sort of a, a multi threat and it's just it's been really nice too to I I think good layout it might be one of the things that is is very important to me because I particularly I am not good at layout uh, myself. I am also uh, not much of an artist. Uh, be, I, I've sent over sketches to some people to give them an idea before they do the work. And uh, they were very polite and only laughed at me a little bit <laughs> what I sent them. But where I do have a decent ability is like, I, I can recognize stuff that I think is good and uh, try to work with the people who make stuff that I appreciate the look of and, uh, you know, fits my taste. And I think that's been, I've been really fortunate to work with that. Uh, great people on all my projects and i really like the lineup on um secret of the black craig as well so what can you tell us to get us excited what 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 cool things can we expect from uh, and and get all hyped about for the secret of the black craig all right i i think the big elements uh number one i think that uh sort of nautical uh sandboxy islandy piratey adventures i think um you do have uh, some good selection. Like there is, there, there. I've noticed there's more starting to spring up. Like I really like Pirate Borg. Hot Springs Island is great as like an island there. You've got um, Neverland. I don't know if you read that one. Or... You know that Neverland book. I actually I gave it to one one of my uh -huh. buddies in my game group, and I liked it. But I was like, I'm never yeah. gonna run this. And he, I thought yeah. he might be likely to. So I was like, Yeah, you exactly. Fifth. Here, take this. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, uh, I, it's, it's interesting seeing. Uh, yeah, it, because it's you know technically for five E that one, but the the way it's formatted, it's very much uh, done in a way that's atypical and could be uh, with just a couple minor tweaks, basically used for any uh, old school style RPG as well. And um, yeah, and then that's more, you've got your choice, like a sort of lighter, a fair, dark fairy tale. Then you've got Hot Springs Island, which is a little more, a uh, little more hard rock. And uh, <laughs> then, you, you know, in this one, uh, what we're going for is uh, we've got a lot of science fantasy uh, inspirations as well. I think like Atlantis as a touchstone was big. 
But then just throwing that in a blender with um, Chase is really big on like sort of folkloric inspirations. And I like, um, this. <laughs> I like all the ingredients coming into the salsa. And then once we hit puree, I think uh, the combination of influence uh, and then packaged with like a efficient design where basically a lot of NPCs are tied to other stuff all around the map. So one thing that I've noticed in some some sandboxes that I, I bounced off of is that where it's like this is a big sandboxy world, but there's not necessarily connections in all every sandbox, right? Yeah. The sandboxes I, I really enjoy have done that well, like Hot Springs Island or Neverland. Uh, but sometimes you've just got a big hex crawl or whatever. And then, okay, you've got the tech ogres over here in, in <laughs> 317, but they have nothing to do with the uh, night elves of the worm carcass in 219, right? Like they, they're these very cool like uh, factions or groups or like there's a, a floating uh, floating rock that glows like yellow. But then uh, it's tying these things together. I think that makes the world feel alive instead of like just a disparate patchwork. And um, I really like how that's been coming together in Black Craig. Like there's a lot of, um, the dungeon is definitely the center of, of mass, this sort of dark peak that has risen once more from the ocean beckoning adventures and such. And there's a lot of hooks both into it and out of it, which I think uh, as like a sort of tentpole dungeon for the setting will um, be a whirlpool and sort of suck all the players into it. Uh, but also allowing them to explore around the sandbox, check out whatever they want as well. And I think uh, it walks that line. And I, I'm really excited about that. That's good. Those are the kinds of adventures I like to run. I have more fun mm -hmm. when my players have that agency to kind of explore and decide what's it all going to be about and whatnot and things yeah. like that. Now, this is coming out. Let's talk about what we have here on the Kickstarter. There's mm -hmm. you got the digital edition. This is coming out as a hardcover, correct? Yes. Is mm -hmm. that going to be what, what What type of printing is that and everything else? Can yeah. you tell us a little more about what we get for the sure. different pledge levels? Absolutely. So basically, you've got basic, uh, the $15 if you just want the PDF. If you want like the physical feels nice in your hands copy, then that'll be 35 for the regular book. And again, 100 pages is going to be Smith's own uh, where it's a. Uh, it's done up in these little bundles there and it's a uh, very durable. That's like what art archival type books are made with. And it's nice because it can open up flat, uh, which is very nice. And then it won't fall apart. Like some glue bindings will over time, although glue bindings are getting a lot better these days, but that said there, they only have so much, so many times you can open them before yeah. uh, they'll break. And so I think the quality of the book's really nice and it's, we're looking for a high sort of uh, weight uh, uncoated paper. We're messing around with maybe doing some light, like cream color to it uh, to give it a antiquated look. If, uh, if that looks nice, if not, we'll just go pure white. Uh, so the actual book itself, I think, will be very nice to hold and use at the table. We're going to have everything at, done up on two page spreads. So any information you need will be just available just directly in front of you. We're trying to minimize flipping. And then at uh, $55, that's sort of the deluxe uh, edition where you get the hardcover, but also uh, we print out uh, a fancy sort of double-sided folding hex map. On the other side is the Pirate Town of Port Fortune that I make really cool uh, player handouts because I really love being able to put a map down on the table and say, this is where you're going. Mm -hmm. And I think um, uh, sometimes uh, GMs can I don't worry about giving away too much. Like if you, you show the players a cool map, but I think uh, for me personally, having an evocative map that doesn't tell you exactly what's there, but gives you an idea like there's these islands around. What is this weird thing sticking up out of the middle? I think we'll, uh, that sort of gets the gears turning and uh, really can light some fires under people to get them to be like, what? what's over here? I don't know. Let's check it out. <laughs> and then it also comes with a brochure adventure I'm doing. Uh, so I'll be writing that. 
there'll be an additional sort of island like a location-based dungeon adventure nice. that i'm uh, really excited for i'll get more into uh, later in the, the kickstarter on that and then we'll they get a cool postcard as well and Excellent. all of the pdf stretch goals and stuff uh and then finally there's also the everything bundle if you want some mothership stuff desert moon and karth abilities considered a natural and uh, a nice uh, snazzy cyclops patch we're doing for it then uh, people can pick that up too and it's it's nice for some folks who like mothership who like old school essentials who maybe missed some of the previous kickstarters who want to just get everything so that's sort of the breakdown there now we're, we'll we'll likely put a link to the kickstarter in the show notes so if people are looking yeah. for that but could you tell everybody where they could find you and pick this stuff pick up pick up your stuff sure. and find everything online sure yeah so there's the the kickstarter which the link will have uh secret of the black craig is the name of this one but um for a lot of my stuff uh, if you go on drive through rpg uh silver arm or at a uh, silverarmpress.com. Uh, you can sort of, that's sort of my main website. You can get to that. You can get to the stuff I wrote. You can uh, get to the Black Craig when I published that for chance. That'll be sort of, that's the central spot. I, I'm definitely most active on drive through You can find my stuff on itch under Silverarm as well. Uh, and I try to upload everything there. Uh, but drive through sort of, uh, I've found uh, it, it's the most helpful when people, uh, you know, pick up your stuff there because they've got that, you know, discoverability and stuff uh, as well. I want to thank you for coming on. It's been great hearing from you. I'm really looking forward to Secret of the Black Crag. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great talking again, Logar. And I hope you have a great uh, rest of your day. Take care. Oh. You, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. Thank you, thank you. And yeah. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. You go Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.